Hello and welcome to Go Get Your Guy with me. I'm just going to say a commissioner with commissioning more leagues than I have wins in this league. The new lead singer of the Peyton Barber Shop Quartet, Sam Clark. Hey! And someone who can get loads of Rashad pennies on the dollar. Hey! And for the first time, we actually have a guest today. I was going to give a really respectful introduction, but that star at the end of his name, just really, really great. So uh, Dan Blades, the inaugural winner of the COVID dynasty. Welcome. Thank you. There's not, not a more respectful introduction than correctly naming my uh, my title. How are you doing, lads? Um, before we start, just got some formalities to get through. First of all, this is a week late because we didn't do one last week because Sam ran and hid. Um, Sam, ah, you're shit. Uh, thank you. Blades, something for Christopher? I mean, it's just a bit like kicking him while he's down, isn't it? Really? I don't think it's particularly... Me and, me and Chris do have a long-running fantasy rivalry and I do enjoy all of our games, but this wasn't one I was particularly worried about, if I'm being completely honest. I don't think Chris really held that much hope. Yeah, it was one of those ones where, like, Liverpool have to go in the cup and they have to play their children because they have a, a game the next day. Like, yeah, it's a win, but does it really count? I mean, it counts. It counts. The yeah. Yeah. But anyways. And um, one more formality, Dales, before we start. I'm going to give a little shout out to Dave Milsom for creating us a um, a new logo for our podcast which will be either available on this next one, depending on when we get it, or the following podcast. <laughs> Have you got any other brands that you want to plug as well, or is it just... Uh... Oh, just, just Dave. Just, just Dave. friends. Just friends. Just football friends. Artwork friends. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to get into it. Um, first of all, we have two weeks to review. We won't go through all the results. Um, given that everyone kind of knows what's already happened. But I'll throw it to Sam first. Any key results that you want to highlight? I knew you were going to go to me first because this is the one bit I haven't prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they all kind of went as expected, really, didn't they? Uh, I mean, key win for Mike was against me. He kept playing himself down which was annoying because he's doing like a fake humble, like, oh, um, you'll beat me. And what he's doing actually is just sort of uh, rolling the pitch in case he does lose. So then he can be like, oh, yeah, I did. I knew I was going to lose. Whereas actually he's like, oh, I think I might win this one. There was, because obviously we were out um, watching the games together and if I was quite significantly ahead, but I knew you had a lot of your heavy hitters still up to come. Mm -hmm. So I think when I got home, I was like, oh, I might have this in the bag. I think you had, like, I can't remember who you had left. It was like one, I think you had the Chiefs game while we were sleeping. So I was kind of waiting for that one to come through. But I was like, I think I've got this. You know, you can never be too sure when Mahomes is stepping up to the plate. Um, but it was, I think there was 10 points in it in the end. So it wasn't like a significant. It wasn't a blowout. It wasn't a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. There were a lot of close games in week two, I think. Yeah, there were. Quite a lot of, and I think actually, if yours, like, yeah, I don't think that really hurts you. No, no, no. Uh, like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, not a problem. Yeah. I mean, for Dr. Back, mate, it's absolutely fine. 
I mean, me and Sam are in positions where we're in without like shitting on everyone in those divisions, significantly say... easier divisions than the division you're in, Dan, which is essentially the division of death. Yeah, I mean, especially in Clarkie's division. And I think if you're not shitting on those people, that's actually not a good analysis, is it? Because that's, <laughs> yeah. I think week two, Dave Wright got written off. He lost and, and everyone in his division won. Uh, last week, Joe Davies beat Tim, which I thought was interesting. Like, yeah, pretty, was like the lowest winning score of the week. Um, but Tim was 2-0. And then... Obviously, he's in our division, which is, you know, the division of death. And now he's got to play me. He's got to play Clarkie pretty soon. Uh, McCaffrey's injured. Yeah, he's he's up against it, I think. Yeah, it does make a big difference, doesn't it? For him to... to if he were at 3-0 now, he'd be sitting at the top of your division. On the lowest score of your division, though. But, yeah. but one, win makes a big di- one win makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. And yeah. then losing McCaffrey who knows for how long uh, is just going to make a huge impact on his team. But I mean, it, he could come swinging back in a week's time and bring him straight back up to the top, couldn't he? But we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'm not complaining getting to play him this week without McCaffrey. It's quite nice. It's the, oh, God, the that's so probably, annoying. The beast I probably didn't need. God. But it doesn't, hurt, just, it? It doesn't hurt. Little fucking leprechaun. Like, you just get so lucky every week. I, I lost by point one in week one, I will remind you. Demolition. I don't know if you noticed, Clarky, actually, this, this week me and you got the exact same score. Yeah, I did notice this. Okay, this is uh, foreshadowing another final, I think. Oh, God. And just in defence of the teams that are going 0-3, Christopher, and 1-2 uh, and two and stuff, there is, you're not losing if you're tanking. Like there are teams there that are intentionally doing this and willfully, like and quite cleverly. And once again, I think Shep's doing great. Shep has like four first-round picks for next year. Three, like, great, three. Yeah. Even so, he's got a couple of second rounds as well. He's got one so, fewer second round now. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, do, I wanted to actually talk about that trade and we'll, we might as well talk we'll, about it we'll, now. We'll move on to that. Well, okay, fine. Very quickly. I think that we said, I think, in our first podcast that you've got to flip Mills as soon as you get the chance. I didn't think it would be that quickly. And for, to be honest, that higher price because that yeah. he's not worth a second round pick. So Show me, show me sell high. Kudos, <laughs> kudos to that, yeah. Textbook definition of it. He didn't look atrocious. I'll say that. He did not look atrocious. But you, you drafted him in the third round? I drafted him in the third round, traded up two third round picks to get the top of the third round to get in there and turn top that into third. a second rounder. Important. But, but Shep's second round will be top of the second, so it's, it's, it's not, not looking it's atrocious. Not his. Worth it. It's not oh, his. It's, not. It's, um, it's Joe Davis, so it's going to be okay. top six. But Okay. It's value. We could be looking back on this in years to come and like, wow, who yeah, knew yeah. Davis Mills was Tom Brady's mark too? But um, I don't think so. It's it's a, not a bad so, trade. I don't think it's that bad a trade by Shep, really. It's a gamble. And he, yeah, had, plenty, gamble. he had plenty of assets to do it with. If he can put <laughs> yeah. it on his taxi squad, then, you know, it's smart enough. Yeah. And if he turns out to be a, a 
a QB2 for the next four years. Yeah, he's done absolutely great there. Arguably had a better career so far than uh, my boy Zach Wilson. But, you we'll, know. We'll get on to that. Well, better, better <laughs> career than... I saw a stat today. Trevor Lawrence, if he loses this week, will have more losses in the NFL than he has had in his entire high school and college career. He was 87-4 and four coming into the NFL through high school and college. And he'll be 0-4 in the NFL. Yeah, turns out actual adults can defend. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, Mills might actually be one of the better rookie quarterbacks so far this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, none let's them, see when someone them, works out that all you have to do is cover Brandon Cooks. There's only one of them, and I can't remember which one it is, has had a win. And that's, oh, it was Mac Jones. And that's because he played Zach Wilson that week. So one of them had <laughs> a win. Oh, good old Patriots. So after that beautiful recap, we'll move on to some risers and fallers. So we've got two weeks here to look at, and we're just going to go around the horn. One player who's risen in dynasty value over the last two weeks and one who's fallen so we'll start with the risers and i guess we can go with our guest first who's probably done the most prep out of anyone here i have a i have half a I have half a phone page of notes i was yeah. absolutely right <laughs> <laughs> that's the standard is it that's the uh, i just thought i don't embarrass myself you know first uh first guess <laughs> Two, two arrows and two names. So that's just your draft notes, just as Amari Cooper in capital letters. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, didn't want to give the game away. Uh, right, so I I wrote a few because I thought I might go last, but uh, for riser I'll say uh, Najee Harris, which it pains me to say it. Um, the Steelers' rushing attack is an absolute dumpster fire. They can't block. I'm not sure he can run particularly effectively, but. He got just an incredible number of targets, like Kamara, Eckler-esque, and that alone will be, you know, RB2 going forward on its own. So, yeah, I think that's more than you'd expect usage-wise. And that's yeah. that's enough, really. If you want my almost certainly misremembered stat from Twitter about Najee Harris, the Steelers have had 145 rushing yards this season, and Najee Harris has had 127 yards after contact. That's wow. how bad their <laughs> yeah. line is. So yeah. He's God, 18 the, yards without being touched. They make, but, the jet, they make the Jets line look good with stats the, like that. The quote I heard was um, it, there was one run that he potentially went the wrong way. It was like Moses parted the Red Sea and Najee Harris chose to swim. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. He just ran the, straight the, the into the pile. The, the targets can't be ignored. And um, it's like the second most target since next gen next gen stats started or something outrageous like that for a running back. Um, good start. Mike, do you want to go next? Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to go with um, Rugs. I think these last two weeks have been like really impressive. I think I've actually had his stats up here. So for the season now, he is 237 yards. Uh, on 11 receptions and one and one touchdown, um, he started off pretty pretty quietly in his first game, um, and then the, the last two games he's had seven targets in both of those games. 
113 yards in one of the games of a touchdown and a minor regression but still put up good good stats seven targets a game on 78 yards so for me i think it's i think it's rugs raiders which obviously you'll be very happy about well i mean Derek carr could make anyone look good the way he's playing at the moment i mean he is absolutely on fire <laughs> people laugh i've been saying it for years he's, he's good he's fine Hunter. He's not the reason the Raiders have sucked for the last few years. He does not get the uh, the respect that he deserves. He's Shout making, out to Big Derek. He's making Brian Edwards and Renfo both look good. He's just making them all look good. Does everyone on that path attack look good? Josh Jacobs is still doing Josh Jacobs things. I mean, four years into a 10-year contract, Gruden should be starting to make them look a, a little bit good at this point. It'd still be lovely. I, at the start of the year, I was dreaming of six wins. Now we might get nine. <laughs> what a time yeah. to be alive. Yeah, the top 12 team, 15, top half team, Raiders. I reckon so. At yeah. this point, 3-0, and I'd be upset if we didn't make the playoffs. We've beaten some good teams. But anyway, I digress. Sam Clark, who have you got? So I'm going to go with Zach Moss. I think it's a minuscule rise. Yeah, it's not a minuscule rise. He has started to actually get the goal line work that people thought he might get at the beginning of last season uh, before he got the injuries. He's now starting to get passes. He's starting to get those runs. And I think he's starting to separate from Devon Singletree, which we've been waiting on for the last year, really. And he had the turf toe and all sorts of stuff in his rookie season. So... We'll see how he goes from here. Yes, Mike. Are you going to start him this weekend? Yes. Yeah, I am. Hey, that is a vote of confidence right there. Fair enough if you put your highest riser in your uh, in your team. Okay. Just I to don't, pull no, back no, the I don't, I don't necessarily think he's the highest riser. I've, I was actually thinking Derek Carr is also a big riser over the last two weeks. Like, has come out and been a really solid... Uh, Solid quarterback, solid QB too. So I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but the uh, the only thing on the show sheet was one riser, one faller bracket, not from own team. Oh, uh, was it? <laughs> so yeah, I'd have gone with Derek Carr if I was you. Um, yeah, but that's all right. Carr. Don't just just ignore the brief. That's fine. So it's spot, the only spot the guy who works again. for the government. <laughs> <laughs> so you're. It's the only reason you're starting him because of T Higgins' injuries, Clarky. That that's what squeezes him into your into your lineup. No, I have real faith in him. <laughs> uh, he's on the block if anyone wants him. <laughs> We're not selling players here. We've already gone through this. Hey, it turns out there's a there's a way to get people off your team. Anyways, the last riser that I had was Mike Williams which he's been playing absolutely incredible. The coach speak at the start of the year was, we need to get Mike Williams more targets. He's going to be more of an ex-receiver all around the field. Um, No one believed it, which is fair, because Mike Williams has been due a breakout for the last four and a half years. And he's now the number one guy in in LA for for the Chargers. All of fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Wide receiver one, isn't he? You yeah. want to know what really upsets me? I love 
as we all know from doing redraft together, I think every single year I have drafted Mike Williams at various rounds. And Dan has always drafted Keenan Allen. So we've always had the, the one of the two Chargers wide receivers. And the year I decided that I'm giving up on Mike Williams, it's the year that he actually finally starts happening for him. And I, I am so angry at both myself and Mike Williams for what is going on. We can pretend he doesn't know. He, 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 he he'll, know. he'll be listening to this tomorrow morning. Why has he moved to Germany? <laughs> He's the one with the VPN. <laughs> What's more annoying is he just sat on Chelsea Day's team just having absolutely zero fantasy relevance for our league for the entire year. Exactly, yeah. Doesn't make a difference, does it? Oh, well. Uh, Let's so go back round. Right, yes. Yeah, DB. Are we, are we snake drafting? Okay. Um, the entire Cowboys offense. <laughs> they, wow. They're obviously very good and a lot of very good pieces, but actually their defense is miraculously quite good as well. So the the pacing and the the, the need to to throw is just completely gone. So I actually think from being relatively high on all of them or on maybe even thinking they're going to support three very good receivers plus a, you know, a QB one, I think actually temper those expectations a little bit because, because of how good the defense is, mostly. That borderline in-depth analysis is making the last three weeks look really, really, really shallow. I spent about 20 minutes this morning while my dog was sleeping. <laughs> That's, that's most of my notes are done now. The last thing I have just says Mike advice. <laughs> it's been, it's been, we've come a long way from Mac Jones might get benched because he might not be good. <laughs> Honestly, I was running when I, I was running when I listened to that. I can't tell you how fuming I was. <laughs> Imagine having to live it live. Based off last week, it doesn't matter. We're going to get to Mike News in a bit. We're going to get to Mike News in a bit. Yeah, yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah, I'm a big Amari Cooper guy. I think he will bounce back. I think he'll have his customary 200 yard game. He'll probably have two or three of them. But you're right. If the Cowboys' defense is not the sieve that it was last year, then it's going to be tough. And as someone who owns. Absolutely every Cowboys wide receiver, good, bad, injured. It's it's a little bit concerning. Mike, you're up. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. I think it's a a safe one for me here. Like he started off the season um, with what 14.6 fantasy points. Um, not great. Rushing yards, he was averaging 3.3 yards per carry, but he got six receptions for 60 yards, and everyone's like, okay, cool, no touchdown this week, but you know, he's put up okay running numbers and pretty solid receiving numbers. But the last two weeks have been, I'd say, borderline worrying. Um, we're kind of seeing a bit of how we saw Jonathan Taylor last year, in that just it was like, just he wasn't, when he was getting chances, he wasn't, he wasn't making anything of them. He's been completely removed in the last two games from the passing game. He had one reception against the Rams and one reception against the, against the Titans for two yards and eight yards, respectively. Um, granted, against Tennessee, his rushing average did go up to 
yards per carry, but it's still not good when you expect him to be your RB1 on your team. Um, it's not, they're not good numbers. Lads, is, is Mike our stats guy? <laughs> is this what we've come to? Oh, I've got I've got some more in a minute. When we get to the end of fallers, I've just got something. I've got uh, something I checked out the other day, which I'll leave to the end of the fallers section. Fair enough. Can't wait so I would that. say in defence of Jonathan Taylor, I think their offensive line has just not seemed to pull it together yet. The fact that he can't get a touchdown when on the one-yard line, that's not all on Jonathan Taylor. It's a bit on Jonathan Taylor. I mean, well, yeah, he could jump over the pack like Sakon. But like, yeah, I feel that like this. I feel this is he's a fool at the moment, but I feel he's got the talent to turn it around, and I'm sure we'll see him back as a riser in a few few weeks. I I think I think he'll be fine, but we'll see. Unless you Paul, uh, if you hear this, he's not going to be fine. Trade him to me. Right. Uh, it's time to cash him. Mine is Matt Ryan and all of the Falcons' skill players. I think the whole team is just not looking good. Calvin Ridley not catching the ball. Uh, well, I mean, Matt Ryan just not throwing the ball very well. The offense, offense isn't putting it together. Even Cal Pitts is getting some catches and is sort of sucking away from Calvin Ridley and other like other pass catches there. But even Cal Pitts isn't particularly like shooting or showing much spark in that offense. Uh, yeah, the whole I, team. I think what's worrying for, for a player like Ridley at the moment is that he was like a big play player last season. Mm. And at the moment, sorry, I'm going to throw out some stats again. In the game against the Giants, he averaged 7.6 yards a catch, which for someone who's meant to be your big play guy is is not good. He had eight receptions, 61 yards, and then 7.6. It's amazing that you're remembering all these as well. It's almost like I've actually opened up loads of tabs ready to discuss these players. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, for those for those listening at home, Mike's just sat in a dark room. <laughs> He hasn't got a computer or anything. It's amazing. It's like Rain Man. <laughs> yeah, occasionally just spills matches on the floor and shouts. <laughs> <laughs> right till Tom Cruise takes me to Vegas, guys. Then we're dreaming. Blades, how concerned are you? Scale of one to poo in your pants about Matt Ryan. This age that, cliff was always that, yeah, coming. For Matt Ryan specifically... Yeah, he doesn't look great, does he? Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes QBs go by this and then they get a bit better. Um, he's just about serviceable, fantasy-wise, at the moment. If he can keep that going, I think that'll be all right. The schedule is pretty mixed. He's got, I was just literally just looking, he's got Washington next that are, were supposed to be a good defence and actually look pretty terrible. He plays the Panthers, he plays the Pats. Yeah, for my team, I think it's survivable if, he, if, he's, if he's functional and he puts up. 15 to 20 points in the in our six-point passing league a week uh, and doesn't get injured, that, that's that's survival. So what was the scale? One to poo? Yeah. Six. What's that? Is that like a dangerous fart? Yeah, turtle-headed. Yeah. Turtle, turtle. Yeah, we're past dangerous fart. Yeah. <laughs> One to poo, it's a six. Um, 
You don't have any other quarterbacks, do you? Not that are fit or with an NFL team, <laughs> which some would say is important. I thought you had uh, the most yeah. quarterbacks in our league. What's happened there? Are they all just waiting for their moment to shine? Tom Brady, yeah. Joe Brady Flacco, had it. Brett Age, Hundley, refusing Andrew. vaccinations, being terrible, getting injured. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I maintain a good strategy in this league is to run relatively skinny young quarterback. I think the, there's two tiers. Of, if, if you can survive with quarterback and have, have a, you know, a skinny, resist the urge to load up because you're worried about missing a week with a quarterback. You can get value elsewhere, but obviously the, the cliff, it falls off the cliff if you literally can't start two quarterbacks. Um, you know, two out of whatever the top 20, 24 serviceable quarterbacks are. Uh, so yeah, Brady, Ryan, it looked like Tyron was going to be great at one point, injured. It looked like Cam would start a year, didn't get vaccinated. And then everyone else is just, just a joke, really. Looking back, how do you feel about that trade? Tom Brady, Cam Newton? Herbert Cam Newton. Oh, yeah, was it? Herbert. Uh, all right. All right. I think I'd do it again. Kittle's not been great so far, but I think I still think that'll be, it should be decent value. I don't think Herbert's been so good. That, I mean, you know, that's been five years and no one's given me a quarterback in. <laughs> but um, you also got pick, what, one six, was it, or one seven from that trade, which gave you Carl Pitts. Yeah, I, got, I, got, who, also got, who, I also have a pick who, next year. Who as well. gave him Carl Pitts? You did. Literally, you did. <laughs> Harris isn't even the best running back in this class. One of them's crocked, so. We have spiraled off. Yeah. Uh, we need, we need Dales. We need your yes. faller for Fallers. this week. And then we can move on to some unsolicited advice. Miles Sanders. Oh, yeah. Great shout. Two carries. What the fuck are the what Eagles doing? There? They've got no game plan. They just don't know what they're doing game Yeah, plan. their game plan is fucking let's let Jalen Hurts run for three yards when we've got someone who can actually run for ten. Yeah, two good carries and maybe three, a handful of good receptions and just and nothing. It was really weird. It's a joke. I'm not convinced that coach knows what he's doing. I don't know whether he knows whether he's trying to win or not. I don't think he even likes Jalen Hurts. Like, Hurts has been fine from a fantasy perspective. He's Weren't been, they shopping round? He's been borderline from a actual NFL perspective. I'd be shocked if he's starting week 13, either whoa, from, whoa, 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 whoa. from either uh, being sat on or dropped. Yeah. I don't know what the Eagles are doing, and if, like, from like a, for me, from like a fantasy point of view, I always look at how well Tua and Hertz have done, and they are putting up like nice. Well, Hertz not at the moment, cause, no, Tua not at the moment, sorry, because he's injured. But like week one, Tua put up some nice points. Hertz obviously did as well, and he still continues to put up nice points. But I actually am looking at their NFL results because I'm just worried that like the Eagles are, might go for another quarterback when actually Hertz is a Hertz is a fine quarterback. Um, he was what, a Heisman runner-up at um, college, which obviously doesn't mean anything because we've seen how well what's going on in Jacksonville at the moment. Um, but it's just a bit worrying from an actual NFL results point of view that Miami and the Eagles are not winning games at the moment. It's hard to put that on the quarterback all the time. 
but the but teams do. Teams will just blame the quarterback because yeah. he's the signal caller. Remains to be seen. But anyway, Miles Sanders needs to be used. He's a good player. Yeah, I think he's one of the better players that the Philadelphia Eagles has. And, and at the moment, like outside of deep leagues, I don't know why you just take the risk in playing him. I think you've. I think you've got. I think that's all. They're all valid points. Yeah. Before we move on to. Um, oh, is this another plug? It's not a plug. I just want to talk about four of the five rookie QBs, and these stats aren't on a tab. They're on my. I took some screenshots of these on Sunday on Monday morning. Um, that Wilson, 160 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Mac Jones. 270 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Lawrence, 219 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. And to be fair, I'm not going to drag Fields through the mud because I think that is just... They don't know what they're doing in, in Chicago. But he was he only had 68 passing yards that game and then 12 rushing yards. They just didn't know what they were doing there. But for the other three... I mean, Daz, you're the only one here with one of those quarterbacks. Are you a little bit worried? I'd say on the poo scale, it's just like a bit of a wet fart at the moment. Four. So, yeah, I'd say it's a two or a three. I'm not a horribly unconcerned. So, my hope is that it's the Jets O-line. It's just an absolute turnstile. Mackay Becton's injured. That makes a massive difference. He's a really, really good player, really important to that team. Zach Wilson made some good throws in week one. He's not been protected in the last two or three weeks. Unfortunately, I don't have the stats in terms of QB pressures, but I can't imagine that he's had a lot of time to do anything. And one of those games was against Bill Belichick, who's you know been haunting rookies for yeah. 25 years. So the stats I'm not... rookies were in, on rookie games I'm against rookie QBs. I think I, I don't have it to hand, but I think I fired it out when we were at the bar in week two and they're just it's like six touchdowns in eight games for rookie QBs against Bill Belichick yeah I think you might be right that's it resident dweebs he takes his stat sheet to the bar (laughs) and on that note we'll move on to the next bit which is a new segment which we're going to give some unsolicited advice to one of the divisions every single week we're not going to be doing it for our own teams but one move that we would suggest for each of the teams in one division. This week, we are going with... Oh, it's one move. I had a, a whole rack okay. of Okay, all right, moves. that's fine. That's fine. Just just make it a bit snappy. This okay. week, we're going with the Arnott division. So, um, obviously, Mike is going to get some free advice. And the rest of us are going to talk about some of the others. So... Um, if we go from top to bottom, as much as it pains me to say it, Blades, if you were in charge of the Justin Jefferson Elementary School. Is that the only team that's 3-0 in the league? I'll take your advice, but I don't know if I need it. Make it yeah. stop. Someone make it stop. This is I'll, I mean, I'll I... give all of my good players to make it stop. <laughs> I assumed you. them. I, I went back and forth on this. I didn't really want to give Mike any free hints. He's, he's shown himself in the past to be perfectly capable of fucking up his own fantasy teams. 
I didn't really want to help him accidentally get it right. Uh, but like, he's obviously got a pretty good team now, and I think like it's he's basically he's going to make the playoffs, barring some pretty serious injury crisis. So I guess my advice, Mike, would be to actually at some point in the season you need to commit to that to those trades. I think there's you're going to end up in a an arms race with probably Clarkey, probably two people out of my division could be any two of them and, and, and maybe two of the Joes uh, and at some point you're going to have to just commit to that arms race and maybe sell off some of those picks or even some of those rookies you cherish and actually commit to trying to, to win it so I think you, you're probably a top four team-ish at the moment I think the reason I'm less keen on one of the on Joe Davies is he doesn't have the assets to then sell off and, and and get it, but I think yeah, you, you'd say, can you? Are you gonna about week eight gonna knock on the door of I don't know one of the tanking teams and, and get a, a nice flex player or two and add ten points a week to your team and that will that will be what takes you from a I don't know twenty percent chance to a forty percent chance. Yeah, I think I think you make a, a good some well, a good point there, and it is. I, mean, I don't want to give strategy away to you guys but it is something that I'm already considering and, and looking at and it's harder I think it's obviously like you've already you're a bit more experienced in that arms race from last year whereas me last year I was I think I sold a couple of probably doing the dealing. Yeah. yeah I was doing the dealing probably undersold some of my players I think I gave you like JD McKissick probably for cheap but he was a player that I was like oh he's probably not going to do anything next year so I might as well get what I can for him now. I think it was like a, t- a third and a fourth or something like that. Um, so, yeah, it's something that I feel I need to potentially look at um, between now and week at the week eight deadline. I think that's pretty fair advice. Nice. I had that going differently in my head, but here we go. <laughs> this is the fireworks. This is what we want to hear. I... If you were in charge of Joe Davis's team, old Chubba Hubbard, please say Chubba Hubbard for me. Chubba Hubbard. <laughs> Brilliant. It was better the first time. Um, Practicing. In the mirror every it, night. Yeah. Chubba if you say it three Chubba times, Chubba. he appears. <laughs> what would you do? Um, I don't think it's, I'm going to give you the fireworks that, that you want that you want here. Um, and you might the think differently by crave. what I say. That the people crave, yeah. Um... I I don't think I think that Joe has got a team that can make it to the playoffs by by default because like we've got a Shep in our division who is obviously clearly tanking despite not knowing the rules on how picks work and these bench points still count so he can win a couple of games no doubt he'll put out his strongest team against me to prove a point um, and um, and we got uh, Dave as well who has. He's got like a middle of the road team at the moment. Probably needs a couple more years of rookie rookie drafts to kind of be ready and a couple of moves here and there. But I just don't see Joe making it through the first round of the playoffs. Like I just don't think his team is is strong enough to do it. Like be, like he's got like some good players in the spine of that team, but if like one of them goes, he's got like one. One running back, like one serviceable running back in Aaron Jones. Like Latavius Murray could pop up this week. He might not pop up another week. You never know. And then, yeah, he's got Tyreek Hill and he'll have and Mike Evans and he'll have um, Michael Thomas coming back. If I was him, I'd actually be considering 
being like, I'm not going to make it. Maybe it's time to sell off some of those players and look at look at doing a rebuild and maybe trying to beat Kelsey Dave out of the playoffs. Actually, he didn't even need to beat Kelsey Dave out of the playoffs. He didn't have his first-round draft picks. We can pick up other first-round draft picks and still go to the playoffs and not do anything in the playoffs to devalue his own first-round pick. Right, that that would be my. I mean, even if he was, even if he had his own first-round pick, is it really worth? Is the difference between picking eighth and fifth really worth chipping away even a five percent chance of the title? Probably, probably a ten percent chance. Yeah, I think having given away his first, he should just <laughs> go all in again. And if he does have to ship out a couple of like his bottom rung players. If but, he gets through to the playoffs, he may as well just go for it. I tend to agree with you, Mike. I, don't, I, I think he's got a good team. I think it's a playoff team. I don't think it's going to be the best team in the playoff. I don't see how he builds on it. No, that's mm-hmm. the thing. He's got no... He's got some sellable assets. Um, but he's got nothing... He's got no future to build on at the moment. And that that's the problem. Because he sold his entire future to me and Shep. I think I've got his first round pick this year. Shep has his first round pick next year. I've got one of his seconds. Shep has one of his seconds. There's just, there's no. He has a, he has a, 20, he has a 23. He has two 23 first rounds. Oh, does so he? He could. Okay. He if, could make something happen. His. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I can only assume. Maybe, Shep, maybe Shep sold him a, a pick then. Um, if he doesn't yeah. win this year, then surely that means it's 2025 before he's realistic. Yeah. To be honest, I'd sell. Someone like Jameis Winston, I'd wait until he has two or three good games, and then I'd sell him. But he won't because he's a he's a Saints trooper, so he won't sell him. Now he's got him on his team; he's not going anywhere. Yeah, there you go. That's my advice. I'm sorry it wasn't the fireworks you wanted, Dales. I think that'll do. I, <laughs> I think I think that'll do. I think you've you've suitably poked the bear there. He's got a lo- he's got a long fuse, Joe. He's well known for keeping his cool. Michael Emerson at gmail.com <laughs> for any feedback. Just kidding. That's not his real address. What would you do if you were Kelsey D? Sam Clark. Sell it. Sell it all. <laughs> he, um, he's got Zeke, Tony Pollard. Get him sold. Mike Williams. Got Mike Williams. Got Christian Kirk. Got OBJ. Get him sold. Like, you're not going to be winning this year. You've got all of these assets that look great. Like Mike Williams popping off to wide receiver one. Get him sold. You're like, yeah, it might turn out that he ends up being a perpetual wide receiver one. The second coming of Julio Jones. But chances are he's going to drop back down next year. And if he continues playing at this level, someone's going to be wanting to buy. And I think... If you're a tanking team, you want to be the first tanking team. You want to be the one who's selling their players when everyone still has their first round picks and their second round picks. You don't want to be the person going, oh, you know what, I'll, I'll do it as well. And by that point, everyone's already sold all of their assets that they're willing to sell and they've got their team in the position that they want to get it in. And then you're left holding the bag at the end of the season. So I think... He's got lots of good players, but not necessarily a great playoff chance. And I think he could be turning those into a really good chance either next year or the year after. 
Use your IR, Dave. Take some swings at other people. Yeah, yeah. There are some there are some free spaces on your roster for people who might end up being big. They probably won't, but they might. Outside of so he's got DJ Moore and Christian Kirk, who are twenty-four. Outside of that, them and the rookies, there's no one on his roster he needs to keep. No. No, really no. no. Depends like on Zeke, if anything, he's selling Zeke low now. I think he could have sold him in the off in the off season, potentially a little bit higher. But even so, well, how, how many years has Zeke been in the league for? He's been in for it feels like an eternity now. Like six, six years. Six, six years. years. Like he's in run. He's in dangerous territory now for. Like major running back drop off. Like that wear and tear will start to catch up. Zeke can't carry on like just knocking people over forever. He's not Derek Henry. He's already stopped doing it, arguably. But anyway, yeah. yeah. You could get a haul for Zeke. Yeah, he could. He could end up realistically with his team. He could end up with like three or four first round picks potentially. And a, a, like a decent chunk of seconds and others, and players, young players. Yeah, so, he could be the arms dealer this year. He could be the guy who going gets, to you guys, uh, whoever gets that our division, basically crowning the champion. Yeah. And I think he needs to start positioning himself as it now. So there you go. That's mine. That's all again. You're welcome, Dave. That's all good <laughs> advice. <laughs> All right. All right. Go on in, Dales. On Last to you and Shep. And a bit least. I didn't go into so much detail with Shep's team. I think he knows what he needs to do. So a bit more Jacob Eason with his minus points would probably not go amiss. He needs to get rid of Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is in the prime. By the time Shep te- Shep's team is ready to compete, Alvin Kamara might be the David Johnson of today. He might not be, but you could get such a haul for him and all he's doing is scoring points on your team. Yeah, he's just dragging you dragging you upwards, isn't he? Exactly. And That's such a good shout. That's a really good shout. There's not a lot else there. Josh Jacobs is good enough to get injured every week. You know, Chase Claypool, absolutely hold on to him. But similar with Dave, like, there's a, there's a lot on there that you could, well, you could try and get rid of. Some of them are absolute dog shit. Gronk. Gronk's a top 30 value player in this league at the moment. Yeah. He's sat there. He could, uh, yeah. To be honest, he's, you two on this podcast, I don't know why you haven't, maybe you have. Why is he not on one of your teams now? Mm. I think. We're waiting for you to get him. We know you're loving with Gronk. Happy so, for I mean, him to go back <laughs> to his home. If you've been listening to the podcast, Chris Dales, Dales, Blades, I, uh, I have been advertising it. to Shep that I w- am willing to buy Gronk. But we don't advertise on this podcast. I think, I think the, problem for, the problem for me and Mike is, why buy now? Like, if I buy now and he snaps his Achilles next week, great, I've lost a, a second round pick. Whereas if I buy week 12... The price might be a touch higher, but also 
the guarantees and the payoff are potentially safer. Which is, yeah, you're right. Which is the problem, right? Because you, like you say, if you're tanking, you want to sell sooner. But if you're uh, if you're making the playoffs, you want to buy later. Which is actually why, in my opinion, the trade deadline is so good. Yeah. It actually, actually forces the issue. Yeah. Looking forward to trade deadline day this week. There was a, there was a lot of year. rowing from a lot of anger from Sam um, last year with the trade deadline. He is not a fan. No, I don't like it. I think it's good to be able to go right up to the wire. Like, can you imagine? It's risk reward, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a, it's just another different strategy. Like <laughs> the thing I actually hate about this league at the moment, myself personally is the whole points on your bench count because it is royally screwing me over but it's it makes it a different strategy which i actually find quite interesting it's easy to not win games it's hard to get points off your team well, it also I just, means i just can't... love the idea that it would get to the week before playoffs and i'm it's getting to like an hour before the game and i'm ending up playing paying like two firsts for Mike Williams because Dave is like if you want him he's going to have a monster two games or whatever you're going to have to pay big and I just love the idea that like value would spike but people would be willing to bet the farm at that point I like that idea I like not being forced into like making fine trades I like the idea of like Ending up in like fucking ridiculous trades. Joe Davis a... trades. <laughs> Joe Davis, <laughs> he does his trades in week one. <laughs> All right, moving sharply on to everyone's favorite part of the pod Mike News, the only thing looked oh, down it... upon by Fox News. Is it? Whoa, 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 whoa. Did I go too far? I might yeah, cut that. A little bit too far. A little bit too far. That was um, funnier in my head. Yeah, yeah. No, you just. Yeah, no, I actually don't think this one is actually that. I mean, I said this the other week when I said that um, Rodgers would get benched because I just think he's given up and now he's had two great games. Uh, I'm not going to turn my sights. I'm not going to turn my sights back on Mac Jones, and I think arguably I would actually have a fairer, a fairer time saying it this time. But actually, I'm going to say that Jamar Chase. Scores. He doesn't break the all-time rookie touchdown record, which is 17. And I don't think he's gonna. I don't think anyone's ever gonna get close to that again. But I think that he beats Hill, Beckham, and Evans, who all finished their rookie years on 12 touchdowns. I think he beats that. He's on three. He's on three at the moment. Yeah. He's on more, but, isn't he? Isn't he on four? Might be four after week three. I thought he had one, one and two. Potentially, potentially four. I should know he's my player. I don't know why I'm trying to go back on a screenshot. Um, uh, well, Chase Claypool got 11 last year and I think he is four. Yeah, so I think that actually that's a more than okay take. Sorry, it's not the hot take you, you wanted, the Mike News take. But I think he outscores Hill, Beckham and Evans who got 12 each in their rookie years. So you think he'll get 13? I I mean, yeah, he's on pace for that, isn't he? Well, he needs nine in the next 13 games. Yeah. As long as Burroughs doesn't go down. Burrow, singular. There's two of them. He's that good. <laughs> it's just, he's just had 11 receptions. Four touchdowns from 11 receptions. 
Yeah. I know he's going deep, but it doesn't strike me as sustainable. No. It's not bad. But... Um, yeah, it's, I not, just... it's not going to hurt that T. Higgins is injured, is it? Yeah, there is T. Higgins obviously injured as well, which, again, helps. Um, I'm just having a look at... Um, who got the most in a most rookie receiving yards? I'm pretty sure that it's Justin Jefferson, Jefferson last year owns, wasn't it? owns the record now. Yeah, so I don't think he, I don't think he'll beat that, but I think he gets the, he beats the others at the touchdown one. But I don't think he beats Moss because that was 17. That was it's insane. That is bonkers. I don't know. It's hard to say that. That's that's very plausible. Yes. Sorry, the fireworks and anger you wanted, and I know that that's why that's Dan obs- on the podcast for that moment so he can shout at me live. Upsettingly plausible. Uh, if we just revisit our original big predictions, Dale's, yours was Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. At uh, what? What? Outside of top twelve. Yeah, he's twenty-one at the moment. <clears throat> We're all building to Kittle here. We know this. So just Kittle. Kittle is currently eighth, and I said he would be outside the top ten. Well, did, yeah. So you said ten. So you're so you're wrong. So I'm wrong currently. <laughs> There's a long season to go, Daniel. Just to confirm. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, definitely has just... Mike has Mac Jones been benched? Uh, that wasn't my first. That wasn't my initial. Has... Has Mike Jones been benched? We'll revisit this every week because I reckon if you carried yeah, on playing, yeah, we will revisit it every week. That's what I'm getting. Good. Has Mike Jones been benched? Not yet. Not yet. It's a long season, but we'll see. If it fucking happens, you will. Oh, if it happens, um... if it happens, we won't bring it up on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will. I'll bring who's it up. Next, who's next on the Pat Steps chat? Brian Hoyer. Bill check. Jarrett Stidham. Brian Hoyer. Is it Hoyer? Oh, it's Hoyer. always Hoyer. It's been in halfway through a season. You guys are fucked. Yeah. Dan, do you want to... I know this wasn't on the sheet. Do you want to nail something to a post? Oh. Shoot from the hip, Dan. Shoot from the hip. Uh, Kyler Murray will be QB1 and it won't be close. Big fan of that prediction. Big fan. It won't be close. Yeah. Do you, think he, do you think he breaks Lamar's touchdown record? I don't know. I can't. I'm not. I'm not inclined to say. He's, he's got the weapons. He's got the rushing. Chiefs. There's something funny going on with the Chiefs at the moment. Yeah, I think he's he's going to run away with it. There is something funny going on with the Chiefs. I saw that. Sorry, go. No, 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 you go. Oh, the only thing that will stop him is, is the incredibly hard division that the Cardinals play in. I don't hate that. I don't uh, either. Well, I hate it a little did... bit because he's on Mike's team, but... Well, you did well to not quantify by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but well done. Um, I think that's it, lads. Thanks a lot. Blades, how Thank was you your coming. first experience as it's guest? A pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I'm actually terrified of listening back to my own voice. But, oh, it's uh, fine. I listen to it on the walk into work, and I, my voice sounds significantly different to what I hear in my head. Really? That must be nice to you. It doesn't sound as smart as it does in my head either. 
Nice one, fellas. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.